Here's today's transformational truth. Your purpose is powerful, so protecting it must be your priority. Welcome to the Transformational Truth Podcast, where we're committed to eliminating the obstacles that take the joy out of life and leadership. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Transformational Truths. Today, we're going to continue our conversation around purpose. All right, so far, we've discussed discovering your purpose. Uh, We identified seven obstacles that keep us from our purpose. And last week, we learned about developing our purpose. But today, today I want to talk to you about protecting your purpose. Because purpose has to be protected. All right, here's today's transformational truth. Your purpose is powerful, so protecting it must be your priority. The first thing I need to tell you is that purpose protection often begins with subtraction. There are things in our lives that, if allowed to stay, would poison our purpose. Things like pride, entitlement, insecurity needs to be healed, selfishness, our ego, the list can go on. This part of the process can at times get tough. But if you're serious about protecting your purpose, then we have to submit to God's process of subtraction. Okay, And the first thing that we have to be willing to let God deal with is our pride. Because nothing will put a lid on our life as quickly as pride. Okay, pride is to purpose what cancer is to the body. It consumes you. It it places invisible lids on your life. I've seen pride destroy families, marriages, ministries, relationships, and companies. Uh, Pride is the only disease known to man where everyone knows that it's there except for the one who has it. Uh, here's the thing. Pride will make you unteachable. Okay, It'll keep you from asking important questions because pride always assumes it already has all of the answers. Right? Proverbs 16, 18 says, pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall. So if you're serious about protecting your purpose, pray, ask God to reveal any prideful or arrogant places in your life, and, and then be willing to let him do that hard work. Because you know what the Bible says, if we humble ourselves and we cooperate with the the Spirit of God in our lives, doing this work in our heart, He will lift us up in due time. Okay, and the second thing you need to know is that protecting your purpose is going to require you to establish clearly defined boundaries around three non-negotiable areas of your life. Okay, why? Because the enemy can only gain access to the areas of your life where no clear boundaries have been established. Let's let's talk about it. Okay, number one, the first area where you have to establish clear boundaries is around your heart. Uh, this is so important. You have to establish boundaries around your heart if you're serious about protecting your God-given purpose. I have seen wounded hearts and broken hearts. I have seen hearts that have been deceived, uh, hearts that have been distracted, put their purpose completely on hold because it wasn't protected. Proverbs 4.23 says this, above all else, guard your heart for everything. Listen to me. Everything you do flows from it. Okay. You've got to guard your heart from bitterness. You've got to guard your heart from unforgiveness, resentment, or offense. Listen to me. I know it's hard, especially when you've been hurt 
it can be easy or feel easy to just kind of uh, ignore this or cover this up or or numb the pain of resentment or unforgiveness with with a lot of busyness. But if you're serious about protecting your purpose, you have to be selective when building relationships because you can't just let anyone into your heart. Okay. Now, now if you're married, then part of protecting your heart is making sure that you're staying faithful to your spouse and you're not <laughs> you're not building inappropriate relationships with other people at the office or wherever. Okay, if you're single, this means that you wouldn't even consider dating someone that that doesn't have the same values as you. And if you're a believer, if you're a Christian, that means you wouldn't even consider dating someone who doesn't love Jesus because your purpose is at stake. And the scriptures are clear that that would never be a part of God's plan for your life. Okay, guarding your heart means you're not going to let yourself build an emotional connection with anything or anyone that would permanently or potentially lure you away from God's ordained purpose for your life. Okay, you've got to guard your heart. Let me just say something for a moment. Part of guarding your heart is, is making sure you work through the process of forgiveness. Okay, because seeds of unforgiveness that are sown today produce a harvest of resentment and bitterness later in life. Okay, when you forgive somebody, this is important. When you forgive somebody, it doesn't release that person from what they did to you. It releases you from what they did to you. Part of guarding your heart is not just making sure that you're, you're, you're building the right relationships and you're not building the wrong ones. It's also making sure that the stuff that's in your heart, you're constantly clearing out your heart, making sure there's not you're not carrying offense, you're not carrying resentment, you're not carrying unforgiveness, because I promise you, this will absolutely stifle other healthy relationships and will put your purpose on hold. Okay. Number two, you have to establish boundaries in your mind your mind. Most of the battles you fight in life are going to be fought between your ears. <laughs> if you want to protect your purpose, you have to protect your thought life. As a matter of fact, I wrote a book and released a book earlier this year called Seven Deadly Thoughts. Conquer the thoughts that limit your life. You can get it on, grab it on Amazon. Um, I believe in the book. I believe in the message. And this is all that I spend time talking about and equipping, I want to equip you with the knowledge of how to establish this boundary. Because in 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 5, the Apostle Paul said, We are destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God. And we are taking every thought, every single thought, captive to the obedience of Christ. Listen, in the pursuit of your purpose, the enemy will absolutely bombard you with thoughts of discouragement, defeat, and condemnation. Absolutely will. Okay, he'll tell you that you know you're not enough, you're not good enough. Uh, he'll tell you that you might as well quit, which is his ultimate objective, by the way. He'll tell you that you're too old, you're too young, you're too inexperienced, you're not talented enough, you're not gifted enough, that you you've made too many mistakes to ever fulfill your God-given purpose. But Satan is a liar. The Bible says that we're supposed to take those thoughts captive and make them obedient to Christ and what Christ says is true about us. Okay. In other words, if you're going to protect your mind against the attack of the enemy, you'll have to learn how to fight those thoughts with the Word of God. Take those thoughts captive with truth like Romans 8.37. And all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Or Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Romans 8.31, if God is for me, then who could be against me? You've got to decide which thoughts you're going to entertain, okay? Are you going to replay that old offense over and over again in your mind? You're going to keep hitting repeat and, and you know, you keep reimagining that, that argument you had with somebody or that offense or whatever happened. Are you going to, or are you going to take that captive? 
Okay. Are you going to keep replaying that temptation in your mind over and over again? Or are you going to take those thoughts captive? Our life tends to move in the direction of our thoughts. Okay. So think about what you're going to think about. Okay. And let, let me just say something that I think is important. It's not enough to, to hit delete on the thought. You have to replace it with truth. That's vital. Okay. Because if the, if the space stays blank, then that old thought will probably keep trying to move back in. But when you begin to renew your mind with what the Word of God says is true about you, with what the Bible says is true about you, with what you know to be true about yourself, those thoughts begin to lose space in which it can move into the mind and take us off of our course in the pursuit and the development and walking in our purpose. Okay, this is vital, vital. Um, it's hard to move into the future if you're always thinking about the past. I'm going to give you Philippians chapter 4 and verse 8. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Choose your thoughts. Okay. If you're going to protect your purpose, you have to protect your thought life. That's non-negotiable. All right, number three, you have to establish boundaries around your time. Yes, your time. Money is not your most valuable asset. It is time. If you're trying to make money, it, you've got to use your time wisely, right? If you're trying to build a family, you've got to use time wisely. If you're trying to build a business or a ministry, it's about how you invest your time. You've got to decide. You're going to waste your time, you're going to spend your time, or you're going to invest your time. Psalm 90 and verse 12 says, teach us to number our days, right? Psalm 39 verse 4, show me, Lord, my life's end and the number of my days. Let me know how fleeting my life is. What did the, what, what, what is it about Scripture and these great leaders that repeatedly in the Bible speak about the, the, the shortness of life and the value of time? Because they understood the value of time. And making the most of the purpose God has given us is going to require us to establish some boundaries around our time. Because how we invest our time will ultimately determine the effectiveness with which we walk in our purpose. I mean, time is a precious commodity. It is short. It is fleeting. We all get the same 24 hours in a day. And how we invest that time will greatly determine our ability to discover, develop, and protect our purpose. Okay. Uh, one of the most well-known titles held by the enemy is thief. He is a thief. One of the things he loves to steal is our time. Okay, because he understands the value of time. Truthfully, uh, sometimes he understands the value of time better than we do, if, I'm, if I can be honest. I mean, he's, he's often stealing our time and postponing our purpose without us even realizing what's happening. And he does this by presenting us with what I call attractive distractions. Yeah. He custom tailors these distractions based on our own personal weaknesses. Uh, but, but here's what I want to do. I want to highlight two of the most common distractions that I see is keeping people from walking in their purpose. You ready? Okay, number one, the first distraction is living to please people. Oh, this is a big one. It is a big one, especially depending on how God put you together and your personality, your style, or your, your spiritual gifts, because even spiritual gifts have strengths and weaknesses. Um, if you're serious about your purpose, you're going to have to learn the art of saying no. <laughs> Okay, not every good thing that comes along is God's will for your life. And if you say yes to every good thing, you will never be in position to say yes to the God thing. You can't effectively protect your time without learning how to say no. Will people get disappointed from time to time? Yes. You will disappoint people. Okay, 
you're going to have to learn how to be okay with that. Because they, the people that are disappointed with you, they cannot fulfill your purpose for you. And you can't fulfill their purpose for their life. Okay, not to mention, the quickest way to burn yourself out is to say yes to everything. Galatians chapter 1 and verse 10, the Apostle Paul, of course, we know he's talking about the gospel, but I think the wisdom still applies here. He said, if I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ, right? Proverbs 29, 25, the fear of man brings a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe. Living to please people is a dangerous trap. Initially, it's attractive because you like the idea of everyone liking you, right? But then you end up living your life to perform for them rather than living your life to walk in the purpose God created you for. Right. Here's something you need to know. As you start walking in your purpose, not everyone is going to like you and not everyone is going to agree with you. Good Lord, people. I mean, Jesus was feeding the hungry. He was healing the sick. I mean, he was setting people free. He, this, this guy was doing amazing things. And you know what? They crucified him. Instead of living to please everyone, live to fulfill your God-given purpose and know that God is for you. Know that God will never leave you or forsake you, and that he will empower you to fulfill your purpose. It's okay. You're going to have critics. You're going to have people that don't agree with you. You're going to have people that don't like you. Okay. The second attractive distraction, as I like to call them, the enemy will, he loves to use this one to steal your time. Okay. It, <laughs> it's a term I like to use called entertainment gluttony. <laughs> All right. It's when our life gets so out of balance that we go from investing our time into meaningful things to wasting it on things that have absolutely no return on our investment. Now, let me be clear. I think solitude and I think I think entertainment's fine uh, as long as uh, your entertainment does not turn into that attractive distraction. As long as entertainment is not pulling you off of your course, there's nothing wrong with being entertained. Let me be very clear about that. I think you having time to yourself, you doing things that refuels your tank is vital, absolutely vital. That's another conversation for another time. But I see this happening a lot today. I see a lot of people making excuses for why they can't develop themselves or pursue their purpose. Well, I just don't have time. But, but if you look at the, the, time, the screen time that they spent scrolling through social media, have they spent that four hours? Uh, in, in fact, um, I read somewhere uh, a couple of months ago that the average screen time in America is about four hours a day. Um, so, and I, I'm not talking about working at your, on your computer at work. I'm talking about looking at your phone or your, your iPad. And if you took that four hours a day away from the screen time and invested it in yourself, where could you be in the development of your purpose? See, this is what I'm talking about. You know, um, binging on Netflix over and over and over again, S sitting down, just, 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 just entertainment gluttony. I mean, video games or scrolling social media or whatever the case is. And it's robbing us of precious time. We could be investing in our marriages. We could be investing in with our kids. Uh, we could be investing with friendships or investing in the business we're building or the ministry that God's called us to cultivate. All right. Th th this is important. Moderation is important. Okay, in entertainment itself isn't a problem. It's the lack of boundaries around it that becomes the issue. Because anything that doesn't have boundaries will eventually become bondage. Right? So, for example, if you're serious about protecting your purpose, you might have to decide, am I going to waste eight hours in front of a gaming console, or am I going to use this time to develop my purpose and meaningful relationships with the people in my life? Okay, am I going to veg out in front of the TV or my laptop for 12 hours straight, uh, not really not really accomplishing anything? Or am I going to work on my vision for life? Like, you know, fill out my college application, get organized, read a book, you know, put my budget together. I'm, or, or am I going to invest some more time in, into my time with God? It seems like a lot of purpose is being pulled off track by <laughs> screen time. 
Okay, so here's a question. Have you established boundaries to protect your time? Vital, vital. If you're going to protect your purpose, you've got to protect your time. And just like you need to know how you're going to spend or invest your money, you need to know where and how you're going to spend and invest your time. Remember, people of purpose do life on purpose. Let me say that again. People of purpose do life on purpose. Whether you use your the, the, the calendar in your mobile device or whether you're like me and you have to write it out, whatever. Know how you're going to spend your weeks and your days. Vitally important. Lastly, last thing I want to talk to you about, all right? I need you to be aware of counterfeit purpose. It's often right before God's getting ready to open a door for you that the enemy will offer you a false path that seems very closely related to your purpose. Uh, this is exactly what happened to Jesus just before he started his earthly ministry. Satan offered him a counterfeit opportunity, right? He offered him fame, fame. he offered him fortune and validation. On the front end, this opportunity is going to often feel good to you. Um, and it will serve to feed our desire to be validated. But on the back end, it leads to disappointment and pain and, and lost time. Now, more often than not, you can identify what I call, um, you can identify false purpose by what I call the three C's of a counterfeit purpose. You ready? Here's the three C's of a counterfeit purpose. Number one is cash. Cash alone does not confirm purpose. In fact, sometimes when you initially start to pursue your purpose, you may have to sacrifice for a while. And don't let anybody use the golden handcuffs of a bigger, initially a bigger paycheck, to rob you of your opportunity to walk in the significance of your purpose. Right? Riches was one of the temptations that Satan offered Jesus just before he started walking in his own purpose on the earth. Right? Cash alone does not confirm purpose. Number two is comfort. Oh my goodness, nothing takes us captive quite like comfort, does it? A counterfeit purpose will often appeal to your comfort zone. Okay, it probably is not going to require you to try something new. It's probably not going to require you to be challenged in a new way. And our natural tendency is to avoid uncomfortable scenarios. Okay, and the enemy's aware of this weakness, so he works hard to exploit it. When it comes to pursuing your purpose, refuse to let comfort sit in the driver's seat of your life. Okay, walking in your purpose will at times require you to do things you've never done before. To do things that isn't comfortable to do. All right, number three. The three C's of a counterfeit purpose. Number three is convenience. Jesus never promised that walking your purpose would be initially convenient. At times, it will actually seem very inconvenient. Pursuing your purpose, it might require you to commute further than you wanted to commute for work. It might mean that you need to change your major in college. It might mean doing what you have to do now so that you get to do what you were created to do later. Okay, it wasn't convenient for Jesus to take a 33-year break from heaven. It, it wasn't convenient for him to take 39 lashes on his back, and it wasn't convenient for him to go to the cross and become our sin. But afterwards, he rose again with all power in his hand. Listen, pursuing your purpose might, might not initially be convenient, but yes, it will be worth it. I remember when I first answered the call to ministry um, to pastor a really small church an hour away from where we lived, and for one year, one year, uh, my, my, I, I packed my family up at least twice a week, sometimes three times a week, to drive all the way out to Mount Pleasant, Michigan, where I was pastoring, and, and pastor that church. I would teach on Wednesday nights. I would, I would preach on Sundays and sometimes drive back out for a, a, a counseling appointment or, or a meeting that we were having for an entire year. And there was a very, very small ministry. There was no, there was no money. Um, whatever we received in offerings went to you know paying the bills. 
So they, they could hardly pay for my gas to get there. That first year, it meant it wasn't easy. And then after the first year, we really felt led to quit my full-time job and go full-time into ministry. They didn't have any more money than they did when we started. So we had to sacrifice. We had to sacrifice for a while. In fact, I think we didn't have, we didn't even have medical insurance for seven years. Okay. But we believed this was God's call on our lives. And we would, and we ended up experiencing, oh my goodness, we ended up experiencing so much goodness and so many miracle moments and so many breakthrough moments because we were willing to say yes. Was it, was there cash? Nope. Was it comfortable? Nope. Was it convenient? Absolutely not. But you know what? God was in it and God called us to it. And had we said no to it because of those three things, we would have missed destiny. Oh my goodness. That church ended up growing. People, lives were changed and transformed by the power. Of, I mean, it was just, listen, incredible. All right. So don't fall for the counterfeit purpose. Let's recap. All right. Listen, the enemy only tries to intimidate people whose purpose is intimidating to him. Remember that. The enemy only tries to intimidate people whose purpose is intimidating to him. Your purpose is powerful, so take protecting it seriously, okay? Establish clearly defined boundaries in your life. Protect your heart, protect your mind, and protect your time. Here's today's transformational truth. Your purpose is powerful, so protecting it must be your priority. Listen, if transformational truth is helpful to you, please do me a favor. Take a moment, go over at Apple iTunes, rate the show, and write us a quick review. I want to help you restore the joy to your life and your leadership. Until next time.